Well, hello, folks, and welcome to the sixth episode of Firmamental Podcast. We got a special guest with us today, Derek Stitt from the Tulsa, Oklahoma area. This guy I met through George Tobbs on the Flat Earth Files. We've been networking with each other and uh, we've touched base over the internet and we've been going back and forth and sharing ideas. This guy's a musician. He is a YouTuber. He's a fledgling podcaster. And I just find this guy to be entertaining. So I want to introduce you guys to this person that's joining the truth community. And, you know, we have this little group that we got kind of, we're bringing it together, kind of like Voltron, bringing a bunch of different personalities and a bunch of people that have different talents and we're coming all together and, and doing this for the truth. So I would like to introduce you guys to Derek from uh, Talking Stit. That's a, I love that name, brother. By the way, so uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, introduce yourself to the listeners. I'm uh, Derek Stit from Talking Stit. Just a new podcast slash YouTube show I'm creating. Just ranting about stuff we're not supposed to talk about in the world and uh, getting in trouble every day, whether it's algorithms or Facebooks or YouTube or whatever. Here we are. We're uh, joining minds together to build the masses, man. Yeah, you know, uh, I I heard your episode on Flat Earth Files. By the way, what what episode was that? Oh crap! Uh, put me on the spot. Um, it was the episode like four or five ago. <laughs> I don't remember the exact yeah. Number. So so just look up. It'll say it'll say uh, Flat Earth conversation with Derek. But you know, this yeah, is how I met Claude. I know George yeah. did a recent email episode, and then I think two other, maybe two email. I think it's about four episodes back where mine is. Yeah, you know, I after I heard your episode, I reached out to you. Of course, I went through his show notes. I found your the link to your YouTube channel, and I kind of binge watched that. And they're kind of shorter, little like quick hitter videos, kind of you just talking into the phone and just like spilling your thoughts. But as far as for me. I totally found it so entertaining and I, I got a thrill out of you. I got a kick out of you. You know, I relate to you in a lot of ways because I know you're a musician and I went and listened to some of your music too, by the way. Thank you for some of that music that you sent me. Uh, we can put links to that stuff here in the show notes. Um, this guy's got music. Yeah. He's got music on Spotify. He's got music videos on YouTube. Talented. Uh, well, tell him what you, what, 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 what uh, instruments do you play and exactly tell us all about your musical talent? Well, uh, currently, like, I mean, I've, I've always been a bass player, so I'm 33. Uh, I've been playing bass since I was 11 years old. And Very Masonic of you, by the way. You're- I know, right? Yeah, yeah, 11, 33. I'm like, oh, my God. And you know what else is weird? We're talking about Crusades or whatever. I was born Friday the 13th of October of a full moon. I'm like, what the heck? You know, like. What is going on with me? But anyways, um, just, uh, just man, you're you're you're. I don't know what. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say, dude, uh, you're like a rival to like Prince William or Henry, whoever it was, the one that they they induced labor on the uh, Sol- summer solstice. Yeah, was that uh, that was the oldest one, wasn't it? That was, so that'd be Willie. Is William the older one? Oh, I, who cares? Uh, we told the yeah, I talk about it. I talk about her orchestrating it, man. Yeah, I talk about that on the Fact Hunter with George. So they can go back and listen to those episodes if they want to, like, really know. But yeah, that's kind of funny. But dude, 
That is crazy. So you were born on the Friday the 13th on a full mm-hmm. moon in what year? October. Of October, spooky, you know, spooky uh, freaking month and everything. Not in 1989, so nothing really too significant about the year, but yeah, just the October 13th, Friday the 13th. Everybody's always woo-woo about Friday the 13th. I'm like, well, dude, I don't know. It's been a weird lucky number for me somehow. I mean, nobody else wanted it. I guess I took it. I don't know. Yeah, so uh, yeah, what instruments? And, and tell us about a little bit about your uh, musical journey mostly mostly bass and then uh I, I play some guitar i uh play dabble with you know keyboards piano stuff um turn into but basically it was backup kind of vocal singer guy that's taken some prop stage on some stuff so learning how to become more of a front man also like not front man without a guitar nothing i'm like ricky bobby i wouldn't know what to do with my hands you know i gotta have a guitar to hold on to <laughs> <laughs> like my crutch or whatever you know but it's kind of cool learning to be like the lead vocalist on some songs but mostly just playing in a cover band nowadays with some just laid back dudes that are but we're called one night stand so we just kind of like a goofy fun name 70s 80s keyboard rock and everything and a bunch of dudes that have been there done that with the original thing and we're just kind of burnt out with it we ain't got the energy for that we're just having some fun drink some beers hang out with the bros you know so nothing well, too serious more. I, I love that. I love one night stand for an eighties cover band. Like you can't yeah. come up with a better name, you know, because uh everybody talks about the sixties and seventies being about free love, but I think the eighties was pretty free too. That might be one of the, the last great decades that people could actually like, you know, we didn't have to worry about all this crap that's going on. Well, you know, it's funny because like if you want to, we could start with the music stuff, man, because not my music stuff, but like we could start with 80s if we want, like kind of reverse engineer and go a little backwards, if you will. So think like by the 80s, as much as, you know, it's party and everything, which is kind of like 60s in a way, free love and everything. But there was a little more promiscuousness and a little more androgyny and a little more on the. I don't know, broken wrists, if you know what I'm kind of saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't get that. Like, and that's, you know, like, yeah. not that there's anything wrong with that, but it was kind of like, while in the 60s, everything was like the drugs and the sex was being pushed. It was like once the 80s hit, they were like, well, we already did that, but let's do like 2.0. Let's try to get boys to look like girls. Hell, let's see if we can get boys to hook up with boys. We can get. And then well, the 80s got kind of really weird and dark as we look years later. And you're like, ooh, wait, what? Mick Jagger's ex-wife said, what about walking in on, her, you know, David Bowie and Mick Jagger, her husband at the time together? You're like, what? <laughs> I don't know. And so what I'm getting at is, you know, all these things we see nowadays with you going for the kids and things like that and whatever and story time and all that, kind of weird, but well, why aren't we kind of pushing for that with like the teenagers and youngsters in the eighties too? And nobody's really kind of noticed that yet. You get well, see, I think, man? yeah, man. I want well, like, so, so, so let's, let's look at it this way, you know, like, uh, George and I talked about the sixties movement and how all those musicians that catapulted to the top of the industry, all, they all had, they were all from this very specific area in California They all had parents, you know, that were in ties with government programs or military programs where they were researching, 
you know, hallucinogenics and MK Ultra and all these people just all of a sudden become the biggest rock stars. By the way, tremendous music, but it's just like, you know, it was like, it was a shift into this whole industrial military war machine, right? And then we go into the 70s and you kind of go into this, you know, it kind of dulls back down. It goes into this singer songwriter era. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot, but a lot of great rock music still coming out during that time. Some of my favorites, you know, you had those 60s rock bands that were really yeah. into their hallucinogenic vibes and, and, and they were getting into like that psychedelic rock. But then it went into the 70s and they kind of transformed and they went into this new era and they kind of changed their sound. Because if you look at the Beatles, they changed their sound from the 60s to the 70s. You know, Pink Floyd did it. Rolling Stones did it. You know, the Doors. Well, did yeah. It. All, yeah. And then, and then, and then, go ahead. Yeah. You, you, get, you get to the 80s, you know, but at the simultaneously going on with this, there was a lot of, uh, great country music being made of course hip-hop wasn't born yet but the r&b music was tremendous back then then you get into the 80s and this is where it really see we don't think about this now we think about when we look in reflection but you think about like the way that the the enemies got control of the music industry and the way he used it to manipulate minds and like you said we get into this 80s era and then all of a sudden all the guys look like girls they're wearing these tight pants. They're homogenous. You can't tell what they are. All these stories are coming out, you know, and I don't think it was really like cool to come out and, and say you were gay, but you had people in the closet and later it came out like George Michael or, yeah. uh, you know, you know, how many hearts, you know how many beautiful women's hearts were broken when George Michael <laughs> came out of the closet? There were girls probably crying because, you know, I mean, you know, whatever, no homo, whatever, but you know, there's anything wrong with that. But George Michael was a good looking man. So like there was a lot of girls that were like smitten over him, especially once he did the whole perfect five o'clock shadow, you know what I mean? All of a sudden the, the aviator sunglasses girls are looking at George Michael. A couple years later you find out don't even bother looking at him. So many girls' hearts were broken. <laughs> oh dude, you you had Elton John, you had uh Yeah. Well, he was Freddie Mercury. Mercury. in the first place, so I'm kind of saying I don't think the girls were as heartbroken about him. Freddie, Freddie, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had the yeah, horse team, blood, team. the gray singer. Yeah. Uh, what's the one about breaking the law? Breaking the law, like Judas Priest, you know? Halford, like, yeah, Rob Halford, yep. Yeah, and then um, of course, like I've even heard like conspiracies that say like most of the members of Kiss are gay. Dude, I wouldn't, you know, I mean, like I. Maybe, probably Paul. Paul's the prancy, dancy one. I don't know. I mean, Gene Simmons is one of the Playboy Playmates. Yeah, I don't know. Gene, Gene Simmons, I don't know. I, mean, I, him too, I don't see it with Gene. I don't see it with Ace. Peter, yeah, Peter was always cool, but I don't know. Wait a minute, what the hell's he been doing nowadays? Nobody knows. <laughs> Maybe, uh, well, Benny Vincent, though. <laughs> Speak of that, have you seen any Reese? Remember Benny Vincent, right? Lick it up, kiss. Have you seen what he looks like now? Uh, which one? Which member? Remember 80s kiss, lick it up. Lick it Oh, yeah, yeah. Benny Vincent, oh. a little skinny guitar player that came in once Ace was gone, right? Benny oh, Vincent's out and he looks, like, he looks like one of the two girls, the dark hair girl from Three's uh, Company. And you're like, whoa, what? Not not Chrissy, but whatever the other one is. Like, and he's never said anything. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but he pops up and he kind of like scams people out of money once every five or ten years. So it's like, I got a new live album coming out. People pre-order and then he disappears and goes. But 
anyways, it's kind of funny you brought up Kiss, but. Yeah, no, you know, I'm just kind of like throwing stuff out there. We're throwing stuff against the wall. But like, you know, you think about this, like really like let's dig into this now. You know, you, you had Elton John, you know, like from from those from those genres and those eras. You know, there's a lot of speculation about maybe Prince living that lifestyle, Michael Jackson living that lifestyle. Of course, all those rock stars like Rob Alford and and Freddie Mercury. You know, we knew this kind of stuff was going on behind the scenes. But back then it wasn't cool. Like they were still singing to women. Like all these artists were still yeah, singing. Yeah. It was like a man and a woman and 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 about love and and, and nowadays, you know, nowadays, like it's not like that. You know what I mean? It's crazy how we've transformed. But uh so so yeah, give us what you know about like the 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 progression of like where you think the enemy really got his fingers in the mix with the music industry and how we manipulated and, and, and how he took us on this journey to where we get to where we're at now, where it's just this free for all. Well, I think it's kind of like a generational thing. You referenced like the, the, the Beatles and Stones and everything. Like, let's go back to like 64 Ed Sullivan show, you know, and you've already got Elvis taken off right now and everything. And as I mean, I'm going to, it's, it's, it's people get offended or whatever it's not offended but like okay so elvis basically was kind of inadvertently stealing music from a lot of black blues musicians and rock and roll musicians at the time your chuck baby admittedly so too he admitted richard people like that you know so those guys were there before elvis was but they weren't getting the recognition because of unfortunately their skin color at the time and then, I mean, they were still getting noticed, but once Elvis was out shaking his hips, pretty white boy from the South, it was over. Everybody wanted him, you know? So other people have brought this up. It's kind of strange that Elvis was the original rock star that he did a lot of bad things that we don't have to go into. So I'm going to skim this timeline pretty quick, but he had no template to go off. There's no generation before him. He is the guy starting the generation. You get what I'm saying? So all point. point. he's got to mess up everything because he's just got people surrounding him to take advantage of, you know, think of like a Britney Spears in the 2000 or late nineties and whatever, things like that, you know, talent, but what leech on your head feel. Yeah. Right. Well, well, Elvis got big and fat and everything in the end too, got hooked on drugs. But what I'm saying is, so Elvis was like, here's this first rock star. American boy, but then the Beatles and the Stones and the Who come over, the trifecta of the British invasion, and then we figure out, wait, England can rock too. So I think in the beginning, some of those guys were kind of that NSYNC Backstreet Boys, where some of them were kind of put together, like behind the scenes, you know, like half of them knew each other, half of them didn't know each other. Here's these guys to fill out the band. So you get the followers that come after that. So we've all heard of the wrecking crew. Carol, Carol K is an awesome bass player, old lady bass player that played with everybody, the beach boys and all the people in the sixties, all those songs you hear in the sixties, 80, 90s, 80, 90 to percent of them are the same band with different singers singing over. Do you know what I'm talking about? The back line. Wow. The wrecking, you know, dude, look it up. It's a crazy documentary. It's these amazing musicians. <laughs> The Beach Boys, the Mamas and the Papas, to everybody. Like, they were the band for everybody. So you're like, wait, everything's manufactured. It's just like a Dairy Queen. Here's your CD. (laughs) Here's your CD. You know, like the next singer walks up in front of the karaoke machine, basically. And here's your single. And so once you see that, you're like, that's crazy as hell. 
But well, we got to we got to think about it, bro. It was it was actually it was actually the eight track, right? Or uh, or what was that thing that you? It was like not even before cassette, before. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, well, yeah, reel to reel, reel to reel. The big the the big roller. Yeah, reel to reel. It went from reel to reel, and then it went to uh, was it eight track tapes or whatever, where you'd have to listen. You couldn't fast forward or rewind. You'd have to if you liked the song, you'd have to yeah, wait. Yeah, the pre-programmed section per per chunk. Yeah, yeah, like eight tracks are crazy. But yeah, so yeah. you start realizing like, wait a minute, the backing band for all these people, it's kind of like when you see that, you know, all these Hollywood players are all connected with each other. You're like, oh, it's the same outlaws every time. And then, so I think the purest, like, I kind of agree with Santos on this. The purest generation of music was the early 70s to late 70s, because that's when the second generation came in. And hear me out. So the first generation was all manufactured. I'm not saying there wasn't authentic music, but there was people behind it with the backing seeing, hey, you know, capitalism or whatever at its best, there's some money to make right here. 70s bands were inspired by the 60s bands. So they were there just they were just dudes growing their hair out because they heard the Rolling Stones and their 17 smoking a bong hit, jamming out on an SG guitar. You know what I'm saying? And so they started a band, and next thing you know, here's Black Sabbath's got some dirty stuff to him. I mean, whatever. But I'm saying, like, you started getting bands that were actually writing on songs, like Zeppelin, Sabbath, Boston, um, the Eagles. You know, I'm kind of saying the Eagles. Um, but like, you start Bob Seger. You got people that were just kind of actually writing songs, and you can listen to their lyrics half the time, and you realize like these people are actually writing from the heart. You know. I take over the music scene every time. I don't mean to cut you off, but like when you're talking about the 70s, what I think about is like, so you're completely right, right? Like Elvis comes on the scene. He like magnifies the world. Like, you know, he's this huge figure. He's the poster boy for America. He's this chiseled, handsome young man. He's shaking his hips. He's bringing sexuality on the scene. And then you got mm-hmm. the Beatles that come with these dorky haircuts, but they're these great musicians, but they have like this sound and they invade America. And then it turns into the seventies and it's this, it's like American bands versus English bands. And it's kind of up to like your own personal preference, what you like. Cause you got bands like the Eagles and Leonard Skinnerd and, and all these American rock bands. Then you got like Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd and the Rolling Stones, all these. And then it was like this battle and they were almost battling during the seventies. So it really iron sharpens iron. Right. So they were going at it and, and it produced this, just the most tremendous music ever. And then I think you have this dip off in the eighties. And then of course, like pop comes in and all the synth downs. And, and then you have the, 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 uh, you know, the Euro, like, you know, D- uh, Duran Duran and, God, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bass player. I love Duran Duran because I'm a bass oh, player. Dude, I know I they're they're great, and I love '80s music. But if you think about how much the sound changed just from the '70s to the 80s, for sure, and, and then you look at like, uh, like, come on, man, uh, not George Michael, but what's the other one that that had the boy George? Uh, you, boy George, yeah, yeah, I have freaking somehow had an idea you're gonna say that. I mean, like, look at this, look at the, look at the way the music transformed and changed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it, what, what's, it's kind of funny. Cause I just thought of this as you, as we were kind of like laying this little timeline of like, well, how did it always seem to like literally almost black and white as, as the, 
as the decade changed, everything changed. The culture changed. Every, you get what I'm saying? Like, think of like that shift from 1979, which was the end of disco and the beginning of like disco was another big phase. Van Halen and Boston bands like that were coming out in 78 with their first albums, you know? So they're kind of like starting that late 70s rock mode. And then you had like the end of disco era, the disco records burning out of Wrigley Field or wherever it was. And then it's like, here's 1980. Okay, now we're into like leisure suits and hauling oats and fast Ferrari, you know? But it's like, it went from Corvettes to Ferrari. Like it's, it's weird how it's almost manufactured, if you will. <laughs> well, you know, it was like, it was like, it was like you go from, you go from this like, like, really like hard rock sound like really like pushing the edge and driving those rhythms and get and and long long heavy guitar riffs you know and then it goes into the 80s and, and then it goes into this you know synth pop thing but what what i look at it is is they they kind of transformed the sound of music and what popular music meant and one mold breaks the next right so like mm-hmm. you know people are on this one this is my generation this is what i relate to and then it, it ushers in this whole new sound and you're right, you know, you got to this singer-songwriter stuff, and then you got to, like, the love rock ballads, and then it comes into the 80s, and now you got this, you know, a lot of electric starts getting introduced, like, electronica starts getting introduced to the music, and you got bands like The Police that, you know, and and The Cars, and The Mayfoot, I love The Sting. Oh, yeah, I love Cars, too. Well, like, Sting, you know, Stuart Copeland, freaking drummer, his dad was, what was it, like, uh, one of the main, like, not, not the CIA, but, like, what's the British version of CIA? Oh, Stuart Dupel, the drummer from the police. Yeah, his, his dad was one of the high-ranking guys in that. Back to, like, people that have military parents. You're like, well, it's a little manufactured, but it's, you know, it's going back to Go ahead, go ahead. No, you go back and you listen to some of these musics, like the Eurythmics, and there's this, there's, I've seen a Flat Earth video where they're showing, um, I, I can't remember her name, Annie, the Annie Lennox, Lennox he's singing yeah. a song and there's there's like uh uh it's supposed to be like a newsreel running behind her and it's like sweet dreams are made of these who am I to disagree you know and then it you know travel the world and the seven seas everybody yeah. is looking for something and then it, some of them want to use you some of them you know, some of them want to be abused and that shows like the globe spinning and it's just like, so, so they're really like, and the Beatles were talking about like, you know, um, sitting on the hill and watching the sunset and like, bro, we had, they've been using music as a tool to like infiltrate our minds, to get us to buy into all these agendas. They distracted us from all these, you know, by feeding us and getting us so addicted to sports and movies and music. They distracted the while the military industrial war machines just growing throughout all these eras, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and you know, you said addicted. You know, speaking of addiction, for sure. Like as we're talking, the music and the times and the culture is changing. Like the the drugs and the drug use was changing decade generationally. You know, like so the sixties was your free love and your LSD and stuff like that. You know, which is well, it started. Eating- even more innocent than that, right? It's marijuana, dude. It starts off from marijuana. That push was fresh. That and the old speakeasies and stuff like that. You know, like the old reefer madness and whatever. You know that 
that instant like, oh wait, we've got people opening their mind, you know. I mean, I I I, I dabble myself, so it's all good. It's legal in most places, so whatever. But saying, <laughs> um, you know, it's funny how anything that like opens your mind is always going to be a bad thing. But then you know, we get to the '60s and we see that the acid is being pushed behind the scenes. You know, so you like Bob Weir and the Grateful Dead in the late 60s and the 70s had the FBI following them around, passing out like there was undercovers passing out the the, the acid to the fans. OK, so then you get like the wow. 70s and we start like late 70s. We're talking like disco when you think early 80s, which is a little carryover. Like, you know, cocaine, baby. Right. Well, the way loot and cocaine, you know. So yeah, cocaine. Guess what? We're talking the '80s. Well, who was running shit in uh, Arkansas at that time? Bill Clinton. And you look into the Clintons and the Mena, Arkansas. Really, back to the '80s? Dude, yes. But when Bill Clinton, what was uh, Bill? Was it was mid '80s? It wasn't early, early. But Hillary was in. Uh, what was it in the, in the early '80s? Hillary was a practicing lawyer or whatever at the time. But I don't remember whenever Bill became. He was uh, not mayor. Governor. Yeah. He was governor of Arkansas. Of Arkansas, yeah. And so I don't remember the exact year on that. Maybe 84 or 86. There's somewhere where you find out years later that, wow, Daddy Bush has some connections with that. But what I'm getting at is the people in power, all the cocaine was getting funneled through in the 80s through Mena, Arkansas, which is going perfectly with the timeline of the music, which is. What was the drug of the eighties? Even lawyers were doing cocaine. Yeah, Your cocaine. Was yeah, doing cocaine. And everybody did cocaine. You know, like think of the movie American Psycho. Well, everybody, bathroom, they're not even using the bathroom. They're all sniffing. Well, well, cocaine, cocaine was kind of the rich man's drug, right? But then they found a way to to make it easier. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. so it infiltrates America. The Clintons are funneling it in. They got ties with the. the they got ties with the Bushes. All these guys got ties to skull and bones. They're deeply <laughs> embedded with our governments. You know, they got control of these agencies. You know, but if you really look at the the crack epidemic too, and by the way, the AIDS epidemic was going on during this time, and piece of shit Fauci was pushing that drug, you know, AZT that that's been now been linked to like murdering like whole demographics of the population. You know, and uh, you you look at this stuff, and it's just like. Well, but 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 crack really infiltrated the 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 black, you know, neighborhoods, the Hispanic neighborhoods, that whole other genre of music, and and you know, then you had like gangster rap emerging, and and then you had this whole like metal emerging, and you had all these like, dude, because it goes from this innocent kind of like, come on, man, we went from fucking, we went we went from George Michael and Boy George. So like Metallica and Biohazard and Slayer and you know like like <laughs> the Satanic Panic of the eighties and and NWA and Two Live Crew and it was it went from like come on it was like hip hop or hippie to the hip hip hop you don't stop right. yeah. and then it goes and then it goes to like Two Live Crew and and, and, and NWA nasty if they want to be yeah exactly yeah and nasty the first it. That's the funny thing about it is like you you look at how everything was corrupted, you know, and I think we all know who Eddie Bravo is, you know, for in the flat earth community and just whatever multiple conspiracy communities. But I kind of think he's nailed it. You want to know something crazy and ironic. My senior paper in high school was on the PMRC, the um, 
you know, the parental advisory stickers and everything that we're kind of talking about right now at this moment. That was my senior paper in my English class in high school. All right. And it's funny because Eddie Bravo nailed it. And I never thought about it that in the eighties, when you got Tipper Gore, which by the way, let's just remember that's Al Gore's wife, you know, the whole globe. Yeah. The guy that's pushing on. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah. Yeah. And so Tipper Gore, uh, she starts this whole thing, the Washington wives and blah, blah, blah. And they get this whole group together and everything. And so, well, and then I got, I don't mean to cut you off, but no, I got, I got, I got to say this while you're talking about this, because it's so funny that these people try to portray themselves as, as these conservative Christians with these values and we're bringing it to your, we're, we're shining a limelight on this, but really, you know what you do when you create controversy is you get people to go look and listen and watch. And so really that, now that I think about it, I think we're doing it. It's, it's, it's reverse psychology, right? Yep. They're telling you like, oh, this is so bad and so evil and we need to snuff this out. But really what they're doing is they're presenting you with that apple that you shouldn't bite. And, and, and people bit it. And then, of course, people are addicted and hooked, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, the funny thing is, and, you know, like, like, like I was going to say about Eddie, he says like, you know, you got bands like Slayer and Creator and bands like, you know, King Diamond and, and you know, like, honestly, they musically, it's some good stuff musically. But, you know, you get these bands that are like getting in, they're not even on the radar of getting in trouble. And you got John Denver. John Denver was in the court. I love him, by the way. Snyder with the tightest pair of jeans ever worn in a courtroom. Um, Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, Dio. Ronnie James. Yeah, Dio. And so there was you all these guys. You know what's crazy, Eric? And I just got, I, go I got to ask you, man, because. I know we're just having fun, man. We're fired up. We've got a lot of energy here on Firmamental, folks. Thanks for tuning in, by the way. You know what I mean? Shout out shout out to all the boys out there listening to us and the and and, and the ladies that are listening to us, too. But, uh, you know, we're having fun. But I, I think about this just from a personal level. Like, I'm the type of person I can go and I can listen to John Denver. And then the next minute, I can go and listen to Ronnie James Dio. Like, I can switch it that easy. Like, Dude, I'm the same one. Yeah. Yeah, I think the musician ear, the musician, you know, like you and me, we're both musicians. So that idea, like, you know, like, honestly, it's funny. I can put on Seal or Shaw Day and be like, man, that's just got a great thing. But then I can also be like, hey, let's go put on some early Metallica or let's put on some Leonard Skinner from the 70s. Let's put on, you know what I mean? Like, I'm the guy you don't want to give the auxiliary chord to. Because if you want something to be like, hey, give me some classic rock. Hey, let's just do whatever. Let's do top 40. Like, nah, my, it might go from Rammstein to Sade, like, and anything in between. <laughs> Bro, my like list on, like, Spotify, it might play like a, it might play like a jazz song. And then mm-hmm. the next song is, is like Dio. And then after that, it's going to play Nas or Wu-Tang and, and then it's going to go back to like the BGs or something. You know what I mean? Like I'm just all over the place, you know? Well, let's get back to some conspiracies. We're probably boring people. I mean, music's fun to talk about. or kind of talking conspiracies. It is, but... it is. But, you know, yeah, yeah. We just had to dive into this, folks. But we didn't fly rolling this 90s, which... Well, we're, we're kind of we're kind of scratching on the surface of like... Of like Chris Cornell, Chester. We're, yeah, we're coming that day. What? Go... <laughs> What? Say that. Say that. No. I was saying uh Chester Bennington, rest in peace, and Chris Cornell, rest in peace. Uh, I love Chris him. Cornell, by the way, uh uh 
uh, Audio Slave and mm-hmm. Soundgarden. Yeah, dude, just oh, yeah. one of the most tremendous voices. Probably, I think one of the greatest like voices of grunge, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Rage Against the Machine. By the way, I'm kind of disappointed with those dudes. They kind of like sold out. Yeah, they rage for the machine. It's it's kind of sad yeah. that they spent all these. And you know, I, I'm gonna say something real quick. And I, I don't know if I'm I'm a middle ground. I don't care for Trump, but I'm not anti-Trump. Like some people, I don't lose my mind over him. Like some people do. I don't have TDR. I'm not losing sleep over it. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm going to say is it's kind of funny that the only punk, in my opinion, that held his ground out of all the decades of punk music is Johnny Rotten, singer from the Sex Pistols. And it's because when Donald Trump ran in 2016, and I'm not, I was a Trumper at that time, but it's just, what I'm getting at is everybody said Johnny Rotten. Well, anybody's against Hillary Clinton, right? That Trump, they're like, that's not... That's not punk rock, and everybody was against Trump. So you're like, well, if anything's punk in politics, that might be the only guy that's you know what I'm kind of saying. So it's funny that well, we see Green Day, we see uh, Rage Against oh, the Machine, Rage Against but you see all these people that are supposed to be like, we're against the man. Oh, by the way, can't walk into our show without getting those stabbies. Don't forget your mask. Don't forget your, you know. And you're like, wait a minute, you know, anything now. You know, honestly, I, I quit listening to there. There are certain bands that I quit listening to just because of a political stance that they took. And it's kind of sucks that I played that game, you know, and I did the whole 2020 thing. And like, what's funny, if you think of the just the number 2020, right, that's an equally balanced number. So and they're equally balanced, like a bird's wings are equally equally balanced. Right. Yeah. And like, I'm not looking for to a man to come save me anymore. But like, you know, you you flash back 2016, you know, Trump versus Hillary Clinton. It's like, man, Hillary Clinton, like, is like Satan to me. You know what I mean? And, and uh, dude, we could, we could talk about frazzle drip. We can get into the, like the, the pedophilia and the Epstein thing. We can get into all kinds of things. Like we just opened up many doors. So like, where do you want to go, brother? Uh, I don't know, man. Where'd that plane go? The one that's got, well, I just found the um, unredacted version of 94 to 2005. And it's funny that it cuts off at 2005, but uh, government official Epstein flight logs, all right? Not everything is incriminating, but it shows time, dates, locations, blah, 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 names, where, you know, not everything was too little St. James. A lot of things were to his New York place or his Florida place or to overseas or this and that. So cause it was it that Alex Stein and other people say like causation isn't correlation or maybe I said it backwards, but but what you get what I'm saying as lawyers speaking. Well, that's what they would like you to think. They like 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 Prince Andrew. He yeah. tries to he's caught in, in, in photographs. Well, that's again he doesn't just yeah. Lane Maxwell, and, he, and he's like, oh, those are Photoshop. And the, yeah. the the women that are victims of this guy are like, no, that's you. And like, look at your hands, and then like, yeah, dude, you can get in all that. <laughs> the funniest part about him was the fact that like what. We all remember he basically got excommunicated from the family after he did that whatever 2020 interview or whatever. And it was on BBC. Decided, it was on BBC. BBC. That's what it was. Yes, I knew he did this like big spill the beans kind of event. Get in front of it, right? I'm going to do a good job. Nope, you shouldn't have done that, Prince Andrew. Yep. Because the fact that he went to the world and told everybody she Virginia Goffrey or whatever her name was said that uh. 
you know, I was sweating profusely and I have this condition where I don't sweat. I mean, I now, right now, but I didn't at the time. He literally said that to the world on TV. And next thing you know, it was like weeks later, even the queen was like, nah, you out. I like I, the queen was out the door on her on her own way, on her own merry way. We're American. Are we talking about the lizard queen, right? Yeah, the lizard queen, man. She's, she's <laughs> wherever she is now, man, but she ain't with us. I don't know. Man. I don't know, man. I, but I don't care about my personal opinion. But I think that I think that the Queen of England might have been one of those ones that got catapulted to the front of the White Throne Judgment, you know. Well, and, 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 and yeah, I'm with and, you. And and, and 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 you know, you know, let me let me let me say this. Let me let me pull it back just a little. Yeah. Let me let me pull it back just a little bit, and 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 we'll refocus and we'll talk about because I want to get into to this knowledge that you have about the Epstein scandal because it it leads into like what we're what's going on now with the Jim Caviezel movie. And like all this stuff surfacing with the, uh, you know, child trafficking and human trafficking. But uh, like, let's let's reel it back, you know. And and if you think about it, like, it's funny because these people get exposed. You know, they come out, they do these interviews, they say too much, they get excommunicated from the family. You know, uh, it's like you, it's not uh, you. You can't go running your mouth first off. You know. So they're going to come after you when you start running your mouth. And you can go listen to the Fact Hunter episode that I did with George Hobbs. And yeah. and you can hear the way that like you will, you will. So these elitists, they hold each other accountable, right? They're sworn to secrecy. And you look at all these scandals that have happened, everything that's unfolded, you know, all the mysteries, all the coincidence bells that ring around all these, these things that are going on. But it, well, yeah, it, it it's all been pointing to like the corruption of humanity. It's all been pointing to like there's something deeper going on beneath the surface than people are just like you. You know, we we grow up to think like these people are are the the, the upper echelons of society. They're so great. You know, let's let's you know why does the American yeah. media give a shit about the British royal family? You know, like we we fought we fought a war to gain independence from them. I thought it. You know, now even George, yeah, go ahead. Oh, just one tiny little thing. But I was just going to say, like, I brought up just, you know, a couple weeks ago on the 4th. I mean, whatever, Freemasonry and all that stuff to the origins of America. But it's just kind of funny that, like, there's the whole lot of societies and civilizations fall at the 250 year plus or minus mark. And we're going through all the crazy things we're going through. But it's also weird when you look at, like, this this year just whatever you know today is the 20th okay so 16 days ago a little over two weeks ago was the you know july 4th three years from that day will be our 250th anniversary and look at everything that's going on like it's kind of the fall of rome right in front of our eyes but we're not noticing it if you've ever seen that meme of the dog sitting in the chair where he's you know it's like a cartoon and the house is on fire and it just says, this is fine. You know, like everything is burning around you and you're just sitting there like, it's all good. Like, it, it's kind of weird that everything in the world and especially in our country is going the way it is. And patriotism can lead people to bad directions sometimes. I don't mean that in a bad way, but people can be misled by the wrong person. There can be any kind of thing. They can be well, well, I think, I think, so there's a, there's a thin line between you know, uh, uh, allegiance to 
the place that you love and and the people that you live around and the supposed God-given rights that were constructed in our, our founding documents and to what it's become now. And you realize like through these institutions, through this black magic, through all this stuff, they had basically like flipped everything upside down, right? And we're living, and, and, and I completely see what you're saying. Like, and, and listen, listen, I don't have anything against uh, an adult human that lives a certain lifestyle. I'm not your judge. I'm not your maker. That's your business. But, you know, there's things that are going on in our society openly that we promote that will bring the judgment of God upon us. And it's mm-hmm. like we've fallen into sin as a nation and we're casting our own judgment upon ourselves. Yeah, we complacency is what's really put us here is really okay like let's go on to like the jim caviezel thing like you were talking about a second ago um because there's there are people that i was before uh, you call you know i was looking into some of this the past couple of days on the jim caviezel thing on the the what's um what's it called? he used to be in the passion of christ not a breeder yeah yeah passion of the christ right um but what i what i'm saying is like you look at some of these videos that are going around of some of the movie theaters have you seen what's been going on like okay, so 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 I've heard I've heard they're like I've I've heard they're cutting, cutting us or yeah go ahead yeah they're cutting off air conditioners they're telling them that the venue's already sold out they're completely trying to snuff it out while while in the meantime this thing is beating out Indiana Jones which is five times out yeah five and then uh, you know and and you know what's funny is that I heard that Disney bought out the rights to Sound of Freedom and they tried to snuff it. For five years, they had to cut through red tape, and they were finally able to release this movie. But it's like, why are they trying to like not let this movie come out? Like, what's wrong with it? Like, why are they fighting this so much? And then you go and look at like the 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 bills that California just like, well, they had an opportunity to make child trafficking a serious felony in the state of California. I think it was SB twenty seven. Forgive me if I'm wrong. You can go Google it. But uh, yeah. like, why would you protect these individuals? Maybe it's because they have their hand in the honeypot. For sure. For sure. And you've got now more than ever, you've got, you know, it's, I'm a, a, you know, you do you kind of thing. Not, not the whole Aleister Crowley do what thou wilt. I mean, until you harm me or my family or anybody else, it's kind of like the growing up golden rule. You just kind of do your own thing and don't hurt anybody else. Don't steal from nobody. Don't hurt them. Don't whatever. Right. Just survive. Just do what you got to do on this this plane, this planet, right? But it's kind of I like how you said plane and planet, by the way, because yeah. because plane and planet. I want to. I I'm gonna don't lose your mind. Like minus plane and planet, plane and planet. People think about this. It's called a planet, planet Earth, plane. We are on a level plane field. Not talking about P L A Y I N G. P-L-A-Y-I-N-G, but P-L-A-N-E, and we are immovable, folks, because this is also a Flat Earth podcast, by the way. So continue yeah. ahead, my friend. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll just go back to the Flat Earth, man. I lost my train of thought. But, yeah, plane, plane right there, you take the, the T, T-minus, boom, there we are, T-minus, three, two, one. Buzz Aldrin is lying to you again, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's funny, right? Like, you man, it's 1971 and I'm in space talking to the White House and we're on landmines, but 
Meanwhile, my wife's brand new car, if we pull under our carport, XM radio stops working all of a sudden. But, yeah, I mean, you know, we lost that yeah, technology. Right. Yeah, no, unfortunately, uh, come on, man. Come on, folks. Come on, folks. These these individuals were communicating from this rocky oasis 237,000 miles away through the cosmos, through the Van Allen radiation belt. They just traveled through it with these, like, it's these generic space suits and Yes. And and they, and they have this production, and then just a year earlier, Stanley Kubrick's with all his cronies from NASA, and they're working on the 2001 Space Odyssey movie, and then a the year later, they release this video footage of us landing on the moon while we're in this arms race with uh, Russia and all this stuff. Like, get out of here. Yeah, yeah, dude. Well, I'm a big Kubrick fan, too, and I don't watch the... I mean, I, I like you know clockwork orange and i recently with the last year i thought the eyes wide shut i remember when that came out and it's everybody thought by the previews that that was like some nicole kidman and tom cruise making a movie just making out with each other two and a half hours that's what the previews made that movie look like. <laughs> but then I mean, whenever you actually watch the not like, porn not, right like well, not the movie whatsoever this is whoa what is going on and then kubrick dies before the movie comes out and so not to make the charlie from it's always sunny the red line crossboard behind me but we're going to jump from the end of kubrick's career which was eyes wide shut which is kind of exposing your epstein parties and things like that your high fleeting you've seen eyes wide shut uh, you know what honestly i'm guilty of not watching that but okay, um, you'll 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 be blown away. You got to watch it. You'll be okay. blown away. Okay, so 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 you're talking about eyes wide shut, but I did want to touch on one thing, and I'll let you get. Don't forget yeah. eyes wide shut. Okay, yo. So check this out. Check this out. Somebody, uh, a listener, and 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 forgive me, uh, I can't remember what listener emailed me about this, but he's like, dude, you totally forgot to mention like when I was in my orchestrated lies episode, and I was talking about NASA. And I was talking about the whole Stanley Kubrick thing. He mentioned to me that I forgot to to mention on my podcast that during The Shining, Stanley Kubrick produced The Shining when the little boy's riding his tricycle through the hotel and he's wearing and he's got the NASA rocket on his shirt and he lands on the landing pad and he goes in room 237 and they say yeah. the moon's 237,000 miles away and they're like smacking us in our face, like laughing at us. Right. Well, what's crazy about it is if you look at that landing pad, because um, there's a guy that goes under the pseudonym Isaac Weishaupt. He has, uh, I don't remember what his podcast is, but you can find it. But he goes, I got him Weishaupt. Yeah, he goes under the pseudonym of the Illuminati founder. And he's actually, he's been having his podcast stuff for seven, eight years. But he's like, man, he goes, I love it. But I think it really kind of bit me in the butt in the long run. But hey, it makes people remember, you know. But anyways, but. He he wrote a book called The Kubrick Code, and he breaks down all the Kubrick movies. And, dude, there's a ton of symbolism because, check this out. Like, all right, so I was going to say the Eyes Wide Shut was showing basically your Epstein parties and everything. Then in the middle of Kubrick's career, you had The Shining, which is ironic because, what's his name? Uh, Stephen King, the one who wrote the book of The Shining, hated it. Stanley Kubrick's version. Most people don't realize that. That movie, there's two versions of that movie. Stephen King hired an, another complete team to go make a completely separate movie. 
And it was a wow. several, nobody even knows it exists because everybody likes the one. I didn't know about that. Jack Nicholson. Yeah, everybody likes the Jack Nicholson one and Stephen King. That's like his biggest regret. He hates it. And he's kind of a weirdo anyways. But moving on, Kubrick, go back to 2001, right? Well, you see the apes and the obelisks and everything like that. But there's a movie that came out either right before or right after that wasn't as big. And it ties back to the Epstein because it was called Lolita. Have you ever heard of this? No. Go. Dude, there's a movie called Lolita, which Epstein's plane was the Lolita Express. And Epstein's plane oh made out all, like, if you look into the accounts of the girls that flew on the plane, like, I'm doing air quotes right now, but the uh, back <laughs> back massages and lower back massages, lower front massages, whatever you want to call it, you know. And if uh, there was something else being massaged. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, a little more than stroking egos, if you know what I mean, you know. But uh, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, there's girls that were saying this was the most, even though it was the 90s and the early 2000s when they were flying on Epstein's jet, the Lolita Express. It was pimped out like a seventies, like like a seventies jet, like something Led Zeppelin would fly in. There's velvet walls, and there's like apparently it was it was a pimp house. It looks it looks it looks, it looks like a pimp's chambers. And by the way, yeah. man, you're talking about you're talking about the obelisk, and it's kind of funny if you research the occult and all these occultists, right? And they use all these. Mm-hmm. You do go look go look at the constructs of Washington D.C. and all the Masonic numbers mm-hmm. between how tall the obelisk is and all this stuff. What is an man. obelisk, bro? It's a phallus, dude. And, and, dude, you and, Yeah, and 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 what's the story of the Egyptians? That 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 uh, Horus, right? Was it Horus that lost his phallus and then she had to go mm-hmm. find it and and fashion it? Yeah. Yep. Um, and that yeah, you all come on. I mean, but it's always there's this all oh, there's all we're jumping all over the place, but I like it. But there's phallus worship all over everything. Look at Greek culture. Every you know statue of David, and everybody all of a sudden had to have their dingling hanging out, and and that's art, you know. And you're like, well, wait a minute. Well, what happened to these cultures? Well, they got a little too promiscuous because they just kept putting it out there too much. They kept moving the goalpost of what's the norm, the normalness of like, hey, there's some let's. Tiny bit back to the Bible, like there was no shame in the beginning, which is great. But then we also doomed ourselves by understanding all of a sudden, wait, we're naked. Oh, we doomed ourselves. We feel that shame. But then all of a sudden humanity goes back to like, here we are almost all over again. Like it's repeating itself with sexuality being so rampant. It's not even funny anymore. You know what I'm getting at? Like. Well, dude, look at just look at just look at our society now, dude. Like, look at the women of today that are catapulted to like the top of the industries and the ones that like everybody thinks are so awesome, like Mm -hmm. Kim Kardashian or Cardi B or I don't know, just pull random names out, right? Madonna from the eighties. Like these women would have probably been burned at the stake in the early nineteen hundreds. Yeah, and whether that's right or wrong, I I be. Yeah, I'm not saying it'd be right to burn him in the stand, right? Like, because I'm a like, you know, you come for the kids or whatever. Like, well, you know, we'll stay strapped or get clapped, kind of thing. You know, <laughs> stay trapped, stay strapped or get clapped. I love it, dude. You know what I mean? Like, there's the you know, like you gotta like you gotta understand that like it's kind of weird that we are in a weird war now, like where things used to be more like we were talking about George Michael a little bit ago. Nobody knew he was gay for a long 
time. There was hints. There was other guys like maybe a Freddie Mercury or it was like, well, we're probably about 80% sure he is. George Michael was maybe in like a 40% category. They were right. Elton John was 95%. But, but like, you, you know, like you said, like, like you said, like, though. Go ahead. You said, though, George Michael was this. George Michael was a good looking dude. I think like like my girl even be saying like, dang, he's hot. You know what I mean? Dude, it's like I have a I have a little few patches in my beard. You know what I mean? If I could grow that 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 five o'clock, I can grow a goat. Yeah. Well, can't grow that nice five o'clock <laughs> winger. That Kip winger or George Michael five o'clock awesome shadow. You're like man, yeah. <laughs> were made of in the eighties. You know, dude, that was that was that was wasted talent, right? Yeah, there's. <laughs> but it's funny because yeah, like it's it's kind of like. A, you know Sam Tripoli, right? You know, tenfold. Yeah, so Tripoli, yeah, I think, nailed the crap out of it when he said that there's no more out like there's no more outlaw stuff. Like everything that was outlaw, think of like outlaw country. Think of Johnny Cash. Think of I was you just know, gonna bring that up. You know what I'm saying? Like think of the dudes that were paving the way back in the day. And like like I said, bro, that's satanic. There's satanic stuff to like Black Sabbath, but at the same time, like. Think of, you know, Ozzy's voice or Tony Iommi's guitar riff the first time you heard it, and nobody had done that before, and you're like, whoa, it caught your attention. Now everything's been done so many times that well, everybody's into weird stuff nowadays because the goalpost has been moved so much. You know what I'm saying? Like, everything's been normal. Yeah, well, well, check this out. Check this out. Check this out, Derek. We're just talking stid over here, but... uh. Dude, think about this, dude. Like, you talk about the highwaymen, man. And I have to, like, shout out to my dad, Troy Hilliard, because I, I, I miss my dad. I lost him in 2008. But that's, that's like, when when I was young, I remember going on these road trips with my dad. And, you know, at that time, I listened to, like, metal. I was uh, all into Metallica or Wu-Tang Clan or whatever. And I was like, ah, oh. my dad would play these old mixtapes that he would make. He would record songs off the radio and then he would have these little cassette tapes and he'd listen to them on these drives and it would play all that music. And it was like, it was like Waylon Jennings, Merle Haggard, Ronnie Millsap. Well, if you want, well, let's name the highwaymen there. Uh, it's Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, um, Chris, Chris, Waylon Jennings and Chris Christopherson and Johnny yeah. Cash. Right. So, yeah. so, but, but think about Johnny Cash. That is one dude that never sold out, bro. And then, and then they raped his song. They raped his song. And what was that band that remade his song? Nine Inch Nails. Or no, 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 I heard myself like his just you could feel and, you know you could feel it right. you know like the original version their version it's like they tried to go more well, well the one thing that I was going to say is like how did they how did they infiltrate how did they infiltrate all these institutions of music because the one genre of music that I thought they could never infiltrate is country music and they've completely infiltrated it. Like, look at Billy Ray Cyrus making music with this openly gay. You know what I mean? Like, how do we do this 180? It's like, you know, we're hanging in our society is a 180. Like, everything that was once taboo is now celebrated. Everything that was once, uh, you know, everything. Yeah. Okay, so so this is what I mean. 
everything that is once taboo is now celebrated and everything that was once sacred is now shunned upon i guess I yeah for sure right 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 and you know i think what really happened was uh just corporations infiltration i mean we've got ai basically taking over behind our back right now like i love terminator and i've loved terminator 2 one of the greatest movies of all time we're like how many of these sci-fi movies need to come true before we realize like we're kind of going in a weird direction as humanity? And I think what's really happened is like corporations have took over. It happened with music. It's happened with Walmart. It's happened with Guitar Center. It's happened with everybody anywhere in between to where the, like the little person doesn't matter. anymore. like the goalpost has gotten so moved like on shock appeal of think of the Internet. Like the internet has gotten away from the powers that the be. internet is built. Right. So by it's Sodom and Gomorrah. Attention, by yes, exactly. By people people's attention, it's also it's it's pushing the goalpost because it's like, oh, people aren't shocked by that anymore. We gotta find a new shocking thing. Okay, here's this that's you know, like because with twenty four hour news streams and things like that, which I'm glad that mainstream media is falling apart in front of our eyes. Thank God. Thank you. Thank God, you know, all sides of it. Like people are finally doing their own research, whether it's wrong or whether it's right. They're not just following some dumb idiot wearing a suit on TV. But what I'm getting at is like people have just, I think there is this with big kind of start over right now. Like we go through these civilization start overs and we're seeing a lot of people waking up. And then like I was talking about earlier before we even started this zoom call, um, about trying to convince a buddy of mine that was ex Navy that was like, I've been on the oceans and I'm, I'm, I'll always bring it back to flat earth, but I've been in the Navy and I, I, I know the earth isn't flat. So I was on the ocean. I'm like, well, here's a video and here's the, you know, eight inches per mile squared, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Well, what about your mariner? I'm and many and off. That's, that's not, that's not real. What's that? Well, you know, the mariners use the Gleason map. So like, why wouldn't you use a globe? Like George Hobbs always says he's a war veteran, you know what I mean? And he said, when they're going into training, they train like they're going to fight, you know? So if you're going to sail the high seas, why are you going to use a Gleason map if it's a globe? Mm -hmm. Hey, well, have you seen any of the, I've been on a uh, download spree lately of government documents, like not like not illegal stuff, but just like, just, Hey, did it, did you know you could download this? Oh, did you know you could download this? Anyways. Um, there's like old eighties and nineties, seventies, NASA files, like of blueprints and this and things like that. And every one of them, NASA, U S Navy, U S air force, every prerequisite at the beginning of every one of these 200, 300 page documents talk about, we are on a flat, 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 not not a plane. Yes. You're like, wait a minute. How many videos do we need to see of 747 pilots tell it like because people will they'll walk right up to them with their cell phone like do you have to amount for the curvature no well where we fly on a flat plane and somebody else if if you watch the um the level next level or level with me documentaries i haven't seen the third one dude i haven't seen the third one yet well they're all great and listeners out there go watch all three of them they're free on hibbler productions channel on on youtube and uh shout out sean hibbler yeah dude sean hibbler isn't george Hobbs is gonna have uh hibbler on there he said next week it's gonna be awesome 
Bro, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. There's some, there's some guys that I'm trying to reel in. If you're out there listening, like Santos Bonacci, I'd love to have you on my show. I just think you're awesome. You cracked me up. Hey, let's like know if I'd love. I would love to have you on my show. And there's yeah. a UFC fighter out there too that's a flat earther, and I, I'm a big fan Mitchell, of the fight. Bryce Mitchell. Bryce Mitchell. Bryce Mitchell. Joel, yes. Joel, Joel Bauman, King Bow, also. Do you know Joel nice. Bauman? Dude, King Bao, he's the one who started the Jimmy Kimmel challenge, calling out Jimmy Kimmel on the pedophile stuff and everything. Oh, dude. Jimmy yeah. Kimmel's a freaking POS. I'm sorry. Yeah, dude. It's <laughs> kind of ironic. He turned into such a cuck after, he, oh, see, Me Too happens, and hey, let us let me like make, you know, uh, what do you call it? Smoking guns kind of thing. Whether there's smoke, there's fire. Jimmy Fallon's over here calling out all these other guys for being bad people. Meanwhile, it's like, hey, Jimmy Fallon, do you remember how we found out about you like the man show girls on trampolines and, and uh, I, I mean, oh but but nowadays i'm a late night talk show guy i can't uh, 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 esg i have to you know toe the line <laughs> hey buddy i gotta I, I gotta bring this up on my show man i gotta bring this up on my show but let's uh let's uh let's pivot dude let's talk about freaking tom hanks man what's up with this dude and like and then and then all of a sudden he's playing like freaking geppetto in in pinocchio and then if you go back and i just recently seen videos of like the old pinocchio movie where they're talking mm-hmm. about taking little boys to pleasure island and they'll never come back as boys and then but, but like i got yeah, the joke that i had to tell on my show but think about it tom hanks is playing and by the way he he went and uh, he he became a, a a citizen of greek of greece yeah, greek. because greece. i've heard greece is a sanctuary for pedophiles and it's for the Extradition if laws. Of, if think, yes. If you think of Geppetto, Geppetto file, maybe he mm-hmm. the Geppetto file. You know what I mean? Like, and then this guy gets like four movies a year. Yeah. Well, hell, think of this. I mean, you get Joe Petto. I thought that was the guy in our, you know, running our freaking White House right now. Joe Petto, Joe Biden, you know, sniffing little kids because just this last week there's a new video of Joe Biden, recent, brand new video, sniffing a little girl. With this little girl looking awkward as can be, a little four or five year old girl looking scared out of her mind. And then you got Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks was also, I'm going to tie this to Obama and Biden and everything because Tom Hanks, remember, he was given one of those, uh, what are freedom medal or whatever the crap that was, basically a stroke off. Whenever he got to, Tom Hanks got to go to the White House. Um, what's born in the USA was uh, Bruce Springsteen. Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen got one of those stupid medals for absolutely nothing, and everything. No, born in here. Well, they knight all these people. Same, same with the royal family. They like, they like to knight all these pedophiles. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, so like, you know, Tom Hanks. And it's funny that he's been working with Disney. I mean, this is he's been working with Disney since the mid nineties, ninety, ninety five, ninety four. I mean, I'll, I'll, well, and you know what sucked when I when I when I, when I started finding out about all these actors, I was really crushed because I loved a lot of their movies. Man, I grew up on Big. I grew up on well, Saving Private Ryan was yeah, one of my favorite movies, dude. Like before I found all this, now I can't even watch his movies because you know I I know what's going on behind the scenes. But now I like fast forward and I'm like, oh, they should change the name to Shaving Ryan's Privates. Yeah, no, no kidding because. Yeah, exactly. Like think of that movie. You got you got Matt Damon. That was actually one of his big first movies of, you know, that's that's around like slightly maybe two two and a half years after um 
Oh crap! Well, uh, Goodwill Hunting. Uh, Goodwill Hunting. That's where Matt Damon blew up. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, because him and Ben Ben Affleck were good friends and everything, and whatever. Ben Ben's kind of different. Boston yeah. boys. Yeah, exactly. But it's funny because like you go back to Saving Private Ryan and Tom Sizemore, rest in peace. He just died this last year, and he's had all his demons. Uh, he's been he apparently had been sober the past like five years or so and everything. And there's always something weird of it's easy to say these celebrities are crazy. They're on drugs. They die. It's an easy, like shut and close case yeah. for a detective. If you really think about it. And so you got like Tom Sizemore, he had great career opportunities and then had just unfortunate circumstances with heroin and pills and things like that. But then you had Tom Hanks, who was a fellow movie star with him who has the greatest of all connections ever you have tom hanks in um which i think is a great movie but uh oh crap the no worries by himself on the eye the vinci toad the vinci okay yeah yeah. great movie if you watch that one and the angels and demons but at the same time there's a lot of weird kind of like revelation method at the same time and well that's a that's a very jesuit film and if you go looking at Mm -hmm. at all of the symbolism it's all masonic and it all really supports like this yeah. it really ties back to the ancient astronaut stuff and then like i look at these other cats that are like tied into this shit too like listen i live in new mexico i don't know if you know or you're aware but oh, yeah. new mexico is like second to hollywood with the with the music uh, with the movie industry because they allow them to shoot over here tax-free so wow. i've actually worked i actually worked on a on a series um, outer range with Josh Brolin. Yeah, I worked on that. I was a I was a stand I was a standby medic. Yeah, Josh Brolin's a cool guy too. I don't know. I've never heard or seen anything of him in there. If you go back, he was the older brother in Goonies. He was older yeah, brother. Sure. And his dad, his dad was yeah. So, but, but anyways, like, dude, like, you know what else happened out here is when when uh, Alec Baldwin shot that lady on set, yeah. and he's on trial here in Santa Fe, New Mexico. And by the way. That lady supposedly was making a documentary about pedophilia, and she's dead. This too, it's like, you know, where's where's George with his, uh, you know, with the initial work conspiracy person? You learn to give up on coincidences after a while. You're like, you know, I, I don't really think coincidences exist. You know, you're like, well, it doesn't make like if you're really simple, you're a noob to the situation. You're like. You know, why would they lie? What the, the, you mean everybody's all together on the same thing? It's too hard to keep it all together. But then as you, you know, grow a little older, a little older, you see another side up, you need another fake war, another this, another that. You're like, man, I'm pretty sure they're all on the same page at this point. Like, <laughs> you know, like if you were, you know, you know, you, you said, like, you said, you know, at first you don't want to go more. We get more. You don't want to believe it, but then you look into it. You're like, how can you like just all of this crap? How can you not believe it at this point? You know? Well, you know, when you get, so if you're in a relationship with somebody and you, they get caught telling a lie, are, are you going to believe the next thing that they say? You got to start questioning things. And just like a, just like a, a jealous lover will start prying into things. Like I'm that jealous lover with my so-called handlers. And I'm like, Hey dude, I just don't trust you anymore. Anything you present me, anything you put on the idiot box, anything you put on the tell live vision, anything you're going to do this to me, I'm not just going to take it for face value. I'm going to go and scratch and sniff and find out what's really going on. 
because it's ugly and it's nasty. And we live in a world where it, it sucks, but we have to, we have to be this way because we have, like, I know I'm a parent, you're a parent. Like we have, we have assets that we're trying to protect. And, and the, the one thing is though, is like, let's not make it so dark and grim and think like we're up yeah, against, yeah, yeah. but, but, but Jesus himself said we bat, we battle powers and principalities in high places. Right. Yeah. So like, what is, what is our power? It's our word. And what are we doing right now, brother? We're having fun, but we're also bringing the word and let me glorify God. Let me glorify Jesus Christ just a little bit. I know you might not be a Christian tuning into this program. You know what I mean? But, but, but tune into something and know that there's, there's evil in this world. Like anybody could see, like, this is spiritual, man. This is, and this is what basically like everything that we've been talking about, it's leading up to this conversation about how everything's spiritual. Right. And, and it's like, no matter what you, what, no matter these people are doing these things, these people are up to these things. They're conspiring and doing all these things in, in darkness. Well, everything will be brought to the light. That's the way I'm looking at it. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know something weird as I look at my phone, my percentage of my phone, it's not going to die anytime soon, but my percentage is 33% right now on my phone. Like, <laughs> I'm not saying that means anything, but man, isn't that weird? Both I'm, I'm, I love it. It's like, I think, you know, not everybody has to be on the same page with everybody, but we lived in such a clouded culture of, We've, we've been so blinded by a TV television, uh, we forget, like I said, as we were going back and forth, uh, what TV shows were called before TV shows. They were called programs. You watch, hey, don't forget to tune in on Wednesday for your program on your television. I'm like, in 1984, the book was a non, it was a fiction, because now it sounds like a fiction, a nonfiction book. You get it was anyone like, oh, well, exactly. And then, you know, I'm going to let you. I want you to continue on because I'm going to give you the last five minutes, man. I want to get the last five minutes. I just want you to go off, man. So I'm going to, I'm going to let you go off and let me say one thing because you just said something, man. You talked about all television programming and I want to let people know that they've been conditioning American minds for a long time. Go back and look at, at shows like Bewitched and go look at who the producer was behind that show and go look at what relatives they spawned. That's all I got to say. Go ahead, bro. Run with this, man. Go talk some stick, brother. All right. Let's go for this. All right. So everything you've seen on TV is manipulation. It all goes back to MK Ultra, but it also, whether it was the 60s or whether it's now with your algorithms, what you see is what you get. What you are willing to look for is what you're going to see. Same thing as if you wanted to go buy a new car tomorrow and you didn't want a yellow car, but you're on Google and all of a sudden you keep seeing freaking yellow cars. Tomorrow, manifestation, you're driving down the highway and you're going to see a shitload of yellow cars. So here's what we need to do. We need to manifest better. Okay, We need to look to the world in front of us, know there's evil, but we all need to fight back stronger. We need to recognize. We need to call our friends, call our neighbors. It doesn't matter what color they are. Get them all together. We need to get everybody on the same level. You can be Buddhist, you can be Hindu, you can be Jewish, you can be Catholic, you can be whatever. I don't care. You do harm to any person on this planet or a child or anybody there. And after, like if you're, especially if you have children in your own and you do that, you're the most vile scum on the planet. But we are fighting a problem. We're fighting the fact that we're told 
this planet is a round ball, which is a prison. But there could possibly be more land. There could possibly be more resources. There could be more stuff out there that everything we're fighting for, we don't need to fight for. It's all manufactured anger that we've been told since day one. Left versus right, red versus blue. Guess what? Back to Santos. Shout out Santos Bonacci. Red shift, blue shift. Find the center of the chakra. Find the Christ consciousness. We'll all meet our maker in the end. We'll all be one with Jesus in the end. But at the same time, while we're walking on earth, it might be hell, but we can walk through it. We can have eyes. We can have eyes to see, man. We might, you know, Belinda Carlisle said heaven is a place on earth. It is, but it's also hell on earth at the same time until we reckon crap that's around us and we change what's in front of us. Like I said, algorithms. If you stay in that left or right paradigm, that's all you're ever going to see. Open your uh, eyes. Uh, there you go. Tawny uh, school. Ranting and raving. Dude. dude, I know that wasn't five minutes, but dude, that was like the two minute mic drop epic. Hey. I'm a musician. I don't drop mic because that's too expensive. It breaks you. Yeah, hey, man. I'll, just, I'll go. I pull a drop kick on the grass tie. Your guitar by the neck. And just like yeah. drink it against your sub stack. Yeah, there you go. Let's pull the Paul Stanley back to kids. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> hey, listen, listen, folks. All of my fans out there, all the listeners out there, this is the Firmamental Podcast. This is how we do it. We have fun. We just don't talk on one thing. We talk on all kinds of things. We're bringing the energy. We're bringing the eat. We want more listeners. We want more followers. Because you know what? Through this podcast, we're going to support more, more content creators like Talking Stit. This individual is so talented. He is so dope. This is my boy. This is my friend. This is the beginning of our relationship. And folks, I just want to let you know, man, keep exercising your minds. Keep exercising your minds out there, you know, yep. and, 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 and it, your, your brain is a muscle. So use it, you know, use it for good and, and use it, you know, dig, 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 question, question, question. And so I'm going to leave you with the final word and then I'm going to, I'm going to shout us out this episode, brother. We're building an army. We're building an army of truth, man. Not like the crusades of bloodshed, but with the word of God, the word of truth, our creator, our flat plane, everything that has been taken from us, we are coming with truth. That's all we are, but we are building an army at the same time. Yeah. Amen to that. You know, so we're going to leave it at this, folks. Exercise your mind. Keep it strong. Strengthen it. Keep it firm. Firmamental. That's why I did this show, man. That's why I aimed it that way. You know, it's the firmament. It protects us from attack. Well, a strong mind will uh, will protect you from these demonic spirits attacking your brain. So strengthen that mind every day, folks. Signing out. Peace. This is the Firmamental Podcast. We'll see you next time.